everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. I today am broadcasting from the UK, London, UK. You know, there's a lot of fans from over here, and uh, today I'm joined by not my usual co-host, Joe, my brother, but our our next guy in line here is Mike Tucci, who's been on the show before, and we, we like having him on, and we're glad to have him on to fill in for Joe today. We hope to have him on more in the future, but Joe is on vacation, uh, driving an RV around upstate New York and Vermont, and camping and then having fun with his wife, so so he is off. He did send in a couple notes that I will share, um, but for now, it's me and Tucci. How you doing, Tucci? Hi, Mike Allen. How are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, I've I've been extremely busy and uh, kind of strangely similarly to Tim, I just, I was in Italy this whole time that he was. And so it's been kind of fun to kind of be like on that same ride with him and like him coming back and doing the show yesterday. You know, I just got to London. I just got out of this like kind of fantasy world of Italy on on Wednesday. So it was like, you know, kind of a nice, like parallel kind of grounding of things and hearing his stories. And it was nice to have that little parallel in my own life. Strange, you know what I mean? Kind of just random and uh, coincidental, but it was nice. And I can, you know, so just, just the little kind of chit chatty stuff about Italy that he talked about, I can just relate to quite a bit. So, so I'm good. How about you? How about, how's it going over there in Rochester? It's going really well. Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, I haven't left upstate New York uh, over the past few weeks, of course, but, um, you know, myself kind of like the break of, of Tim and, uh, you know, we like having fun and you going over to Italy kind of coincided with a little bit, like I just had a busy stretch of work. So, Mm -hmm. um, getting over that, but, um, you know, decided myself to kind of take a break from the, uh, the podcasting, uh, as a listener for a little bit. So had to get caught up this week. Um, but yeah, things are going well. Things are going really well. Yeah. So before we dive into it, we're the last time my brother and I recorded, we, the last episode we talked about was the first Neil Hamburger episode. And then there was a, a second Neil Hamburger episode that we ha I haven't talked about. Then there was office hours East, uh, that needs to be discussed. And then of course the episode with Tim's return. So Let's, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the, the second Neil Hamburger episode in Office Hours East. Not a ton of time. I do want to talk about them a bit. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll kind of dive into Tim's return yesterday. So we'll try to keep it brief. The um, Neil Hamburger Part 2, um, I enjoyed. They, they added Megan Keister to the mix. And I thought there were some really <clears throat> interesting things that happened in that show most notably, I thought, strangely, was the end of the episode where <laughs> Doug and Vic did their little things they wouldn't be able to do with Tim segment, uh, which made me laugh and was just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of like made me think about, I don't know, it was kind of like a little bit deeper and like not even like a, I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? It was a joke, but it kind of like sunk in a little bit more, um, that they were like, yeah, honestly, we, you know, on the show when Tim's here and he's bringing all that energy, like there wouldn't be an opportunity for 
Doug to play a song. And I know it was like a joke and it was, it was funny, but it, they played it off very strange, black and white. And like, <laughs> I just found it quite interesting and I kind of forgot about it, but I went and skimmed through the episode again to, to refresh myself. And I was like, oh yeah, that happened. And that was, that was a strange thing. Neil Hamburger, I thought is, you know, I think that he's, fun in that role is the is like the guest i think that he's kind of um you know sort of just a completely different vibe obviously and he kind of goes on different types of tangents that i that i think are kind of interesting because he seems to be coming from a pretty honest place sometimes even though he's in this you know this caricature of himself you could tell that he is actually you know what i mean like talking from an honest place about certain things and um I think that's kind of come out more throughout the second episode, um, which know, just makes the whole kind of world and this whole bizarro Greg Turkington, Neil Hamburger thing sort of, uh, you know, just like a new kind of appreciation or something for it for me personally. I, I liked the episode. I think Megan Keister's crazy and, you know, sometimes she's right on the edge of rubbing me the wrong way, you know, but like... In, in the end, like I do think she's funny, and like you know, I'm, by you know, by the time it is whatever joke is delivered or whatever she's like kind of pulling, I kind of come around in it and like it. But there's always a moment where I'm like, Keister's kind of going a little, you yeah. know, getting a little too much for me or something. But I do like her. I think she's a she's a good addition. There's something about her like confidence and her like delivery that's like sometimes a little just too darn sarcastic like you just never like there's just like zero genuineness out of her and even neil hamburger who's like a complete character i feel like i was getting more genuine stuff out of him which you, you wouldn't think would be the case so but all in all i thought it was good what did you think of that did you get a chance to watch that one yeah i uh the one? second one yeah not so much the the first one yes um parts of the second one i'm glad you mentioned that though about about greg and, and neil I, like I, I think about that a lot about like how you know how much sincerity comes through the character you know when we're talking about the hotels i guess this is this is the first one we talked about this last episode on here but um yeah i think there's a lot of sincerity that comes through uh, in that character um and I, I definitely enjoyed it and you know, about keister um there seemed to be a lot of negative feedback actually and not a lot but a decent amount in the comments uh, about you know her attitude in the show um and yeah i, I think i'm with you it kind of it, it borderlines a bit for me a little bit hard to handle um and i was just a little you know i found myself with with both of those episodes with the the neil hamburg episodes i didn't enjoy them as much uh, as i thought i was going to and i kind of was looking forward to getting back you know to basics back with the, with the trinity um but you know good episodes um but yeah i mean it, it, it was it felt nice to be back honestly Okay, well, before we get to the Trinity, which you were excited to get back to, we did have the wild card. Was it a joke? Was it real? What was this whole Office Hours East situation, which they which they actually went through with? Um, this was strange um, to kind of come out of nowhere. And, you know, it was during that episode when John Glazer came on, it was all a little awkward, and he was like, you guys know about this um you know if i felt like you know 
it seemed like Megan Keister didn't know that he was, it was, it was a little bit weird. And I, I found that strange. It seemed like John Glazer was maybe a little bit annoyed. Like you guys asked me to do this and I'm calling in to like promote the thing. And you guys are like pretending like you don't know what it is. And, you know, so that was a little awkward, but I will say that watching office hours East personally, I liked it. And I like, uh, I'm just a fan of John Glazer. I'm just like a sucker for him, like I am not for many people. He's one of these guys like, you know, like Doug or Tim or, you know, he's, I guess he's not that high on my list, but he's one of the guys that like I could kind of just see him sitting in a room talking for an hour and be entertained by it. And then also Joe Firestone, who's on like one of my favorite shows ever, the Joe Para uh, show on Adult Swim was the, the voice of Slice, so that just added for me. So I personally, I just really had a fun time with that. Like some of the some of the callback jokes were like a little bit kind of like, you know, Slice has got a, you know, in a, in a woodchuck hole. Like some of that stuff was like not maybe <laughs> that funny, but I so think all in hurt. all, yeah, Slice got to hurt. All, all that Slice stuff is like, you know, wasn't incredible or anything, but... I do think for just like a kind of thrown together quick thing, it was a completely different style podcast, obviously, because it's being hosted by John Glazer. But I enjoy the sports bullshit. I enjoyed the I definitely enjoyed the snack it or whack it. I, you know, like some of that stuff worked for me. And um, I will say it was not working for Joe, my brother. He was he just was not into it. He just did not really dig it. And um he was kind of harsh on it. He did really like the second episode with Neil Hamburger. He gave it a very high pitch four grading of 8.5. He sent in for me and he gave the office hours East a very low rating of 3.0. Yeah. Joe's a big Neil Hamburger guy. Um, I don't know if I would have went, went that high with the second Neil Hamburger episode. I think I'd be somewhere in the sevens and I think I'd be in a similar place for the office hours East, but maybe in the high sevens, just cause I, I'd like to see it again. I hope they do it at least another time or two. Maybe they could tighten some things up. But like I said, I'm just a fan of those two people. So if it's them two just chatting and it's not obviously as dialed in, um, you know, I think like the guest they had on was not very interesting at all. Um, but some of just the regular kind of bullshit banter stuff I'm, I like. And his whole like, Glazer has a way of like saying things. He just has a way of speaking about things like, tech diffs and like i don't know it kind of reminds me of some of the people i talk like some friends of mine just reminds me of some of the kind of chit chat that happens with me and my own friends so it feels very comfortable and familiar for me to listen to that kind of style what were your thoughts on office hours east so we spoke earlier this morning i hadn't listened to the episode yet but i listened to it right before this podcast okay Okay? Uh uh-huh and I gotta say, crust gotta hurt. I loved it, baby. I <laughs> oh. loved it. I thought it was so good, so so good. Yeah, it's a bummer. Your brother's not here. I'd love to talk to him. Maybe we can do this in the future. But I thought the episode was amazing. It was right in my zone. Sock talk, sports talk. Yeah. Um, you know, you had John Roberts on there, um, who I think is a great voice actor. Um, 
you know, I, it, it was it was so good. I love John. Did like, you, you know, watch it? I watched it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I so Joe's listening, and I really think that for whatever reason, seeing John Glazer, I think listening maybe would have been a little more painful. And that's what I said to Joe. I said maybe you got to watch it because John Glazer's kind of a funny looking dude. He's like wearing funny shorts, and he's just his facial yeah. expressions and kind of his thing is very. Is like, it's not like super visual, but I, I think there was an element of just, it, and obviously the slice shit cutting to that, that piece of pizza with the tank top on and the little microphone, was just goofy and just helped it. Where if I was listening and I was just hearing that kind of, you know, squeaky kind of voice all the time, I, I could imagine it maybe wasn't sitting that well. But um, I can see why somebody wasn't into it. But I was into it. It sounds like you were into it. I'm glad to hear because I thought I thought you'd text me earlier today and say ah, I wasn't. Maybe you did you listen to a little of it and weren't feeling yeah, it at the beginning. I was mostly talking about the Neil Hamburger episodes. I, okay. I, I, those I was not as into. So that would be gotcha. I'd, I'd probably rate those quite quite lower. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I do think uh, Office Hours East probably you know requires a bit of the, the visuals there to help it. Whereas I think like the the, the you know the traditional trinity like in the west coast doesn't really like I, i'm usually an audio listener for for office mm-hmm. hours so um yeah see, seeing slice and is, would probably help but yeah i mean joe firestone was was great uh yeah I, I just thought it was so good um socks awesome i i, I wish i would have seen it live because i would have loved to have, have called in and, and talked about darn tough socks because those socks are great um so you're a sock guy so you were right big sock guy yeah yeah darn tough made in vermont wool socks the best okay Uh, anyone needs socks definitely go darn tough but yeah no office hours east was amazing love john glazer loved it all yeah wow okay good so we have a very high review from tucci a very low review from joe um who i think yeah like if joe was here i would say joe you should watch it you should get another chance i know he likes john glazer i don't know if he's that familiar with the Joe Firestone. I, he did tell me he watched some Joe Para because I was telling. Did you did you ever watch Joe Para? Yeah. So from listening to this podcast, you had you recommended it. I watched the grocery store episode, I believe, or maybe that was just a maybe like a pilot. Uh, but I, I love Joe Para. I like I, I love that. Yeah, okay, I watched, yeah, yeah. watched a couple things. That's yeah, that's totally totally yeah. my vibe. Uh, that show that show is great. I would say yeah. Watch yeah. it all. And the one thing though about I guess the last thing about you know listening to audio only for office hours east you know there's no drops it's it was quiet right so like yeah. there's not a lot of going like there's not a lot a lot happening um mm-hmm. they lean on the visuals pretty heavy so um i can totally see how you know it wouldn't be as entertaining um yeah office hours is such you don't even realize it but there's like music and shit there's just shit going on yeah. all the time and um Office Hours East was very quiet. Like they did, you know, they kind of had the gag of the theme songs when they did the little segments that. And John Glazer was very much like had this "I don't give a shit anyway" yeah. mentality towards it, which I think worked. And he's like, "This is just a stupid thing we're doing anyway." So I'd, I'd love to hear a version with like uh, you know East Coast style drops. You know, I think that would be yeah, great. yeah. If they had a drop guy, you know, I want to say really- that lead into yeah. it just full, go full new york the drops just like when he up. yeah when he came on that was the other thing doug was like who's doing your drops you know what i mean like they kind of brought it up to john glazer on the neil hamburger episode and like he's like i don't know we're not i don't know what you're talking about you know like a sound effect you know like it was so they didn't they didn't plan it out like where i do think if there was if he did have a drop guy and it was doing different stuff or 
you know, figured that out somehow, that would have been a fun addition. They went with the, they went with the slice thing, which is a very different style thing. Um, and I thought that did add a lot of fun just because I like Joe Firestone and her, her little voice was very cute and silly and, um, you know, uh, I'm trying. I didn't really make notes. Did you take notes on this yeah. episode? Dude? Oh you yeah, I have, no, I have notes. Yeah, you have notes for for Office Hours East. Give me some yeah. highlights for you. Um, well, I mean, again, right off the bat, crust got to hurt. It was so good, and like it seemed like it took John Glazer by surprise. It just came out of nowhere, and it was uh-huh. just really like that kind of it was the like the foundation for the the whole show almost. Uh-huh. You know, like, they kept riffing off of that. Um, <clears throat> I love and I love like uh, it was John loves gear, Glazer loves gear, like that that yeah. show on True TV. Uh, so they, they they had they brought the gear in, uh, moving the shelves around. I thought it was really funny. So if you're mm-hmm. a fan of that show, that worked out really well. Um, again, sock talk, which I it seems like Glazer's you know legitimately into socks. I think he actually is into socks. Um, yeah. So uh, and I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed John Roberts. I, I forget the name of the second caller, uh, or the second guest. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that that you know is not so memorable to me. But there was some the sports talk, and they talked about uh, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know if you've been following the NBA, but um, the Hawks just beat my Sixers uh, in the playoffs. So that was you know that that was very relevant to me. Uh, that uh-huh. whole conversation. Uh, the caller who called in said uh, that some of the, the play in that series was a bit like soccer. Like, I think he was calling soccer soft, which I take umbrage with that statement. So I wasn't wasn't really feeling that. He was uh, saying the diving. He was saying the diving. Yeah, I, I, I take, but I, I still take umbrage with that that type of slander uh, to soccer. I think I think soccer gets a bad rap. But any sport dives. You watch NFL and just dive all over all over the place. Um, Okay, maybe maybe not. I don't maybe. know if I agree with that. I like soccer, but I do think that they do, they do there is an element of that sport. There is an element which, of which yeah, is sure. the, which is the diving, which is strategic. Okay. That is more that is worse than in any other sport. Maybe, but it maybe, is just part maybe, of the sport. Maybe the NFL is not the best comparison, but if they're literally talking about the NBA, if any sport dives as much as soccer, it's the NBA. So yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I enjoyed the sports talk. We got uh, Delaware Dan also. He he called in. That was that was cool to hear from him. I was dying to hear about that guy's thoughts about red sauce. Uh, red, red sauce. sauce. <laughs> and he just wouldn't tell us his thoughts about red sauce. Uh, uh, snack it, snack it or whack it. It was so yeah. good. Loved, loved the, <laughs> loved the little, you know, the uh, the wire. I couldn't the, believe like, that they pulled that out and did that. I, I was like, where are they going with this Luca yeah. Brasi business? Luca Brasi, Mamma Mia. It was so good. Yeah, um, that was funny. That's it. I mean, I, you know, I just very, very basic, basic notes, but I enjoyed it. Would, would, would welcome an, uh, another episode of Office Hours East for sure. Um, Definitely. Maybe to add some drops to it, take it to another mm-hmm. level. But yeah, it's so good. Agree. Now, before we get to the Office Hours from yesterday with the Trinity, there was another piece of content released by the boys, uh, which is episode one of the Joel Hole. Uh, which was talked about quite a bit on Office Hours. And um, from the text you sent me earlier, it sounds like you're a big fan of the Joel Hole. Uh, I thought the Joel Hole was pretty fun. I, I put it on. I was in, uh, I was at the airport in Palermo 
and I was waiting to get on my flight and it was like a delayed, like I was standing in a line for like an hour and I put it on not expecting to be able to hear the whole thing. And also my internet was kind of shit over there. So, but it worked. And I listened to the whole goddamn thing and watched it. And, and I found myself like, you know, midway through just quite interested in the Billy Joel story, like taking that deep dive into his weird stuff. I think Vic did a nice job of plucking the right kind of interesting information about Billy Joel. Um, and I thought the guys did the right amount of making fun of Vic during that. Um, and also had just enough of extra input. Um, it was very Vic to start off the Joel hole with like a five minute like written script about Billy Joel. I thought that was so funny. Like, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole thing was written and we'll get into that during office hours because Tim kind of, you know, ripped on him a bit for doing it that way. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> sort of had fun with that. And I'll agree. I mean, it was, but like, if, like, again, if you're a fan of Vic and you're a fan of these guys, it's like cute and fun to see him like, be that guy you know to take that role and to try to lead the show and i think what you'll find is that like vix yeah maybe not the best uh clear speaker of something you know he's kind of a little bit nervous a little bit mumbly a little bit like fast talking sometimes and a little, bit excited, a little bit excited i know well, that, that's what i'm getting at is that if you're into that <clears throat> what you'll find is that he's a smart guy and he found interesting stuff to talk about so kind of just, I'll say, Vic, just take a breath and just relax in there. And we love you. And, you know, don't feel, you know, I imagine he's, I'm always picturing Vic and the way it's kind of, he comes across in office hours and he's, is that he's still sort of stunned that he's like in this group with Tim Hyde. Like he's still nervous to kind of be there and sort of like excited and just happy to be there. And it like, it kind of shows a little bit, which is nice. I think it's. I think it's real and true and it, it comes across and, you know, he, he kind of knows that he was just like a fan, like any one of us. And now he's like on this show and has, you know, worked his way, worked hard and gotten his, his, his way in there and, you know, has the respect of these guys, but still you can tell he's a self-conscious guy and he's nervous about doing it all. And he's a self-deprecating guy. And, um, but I thought Joel Hull was great, very fun very funny and um very interesting about billy joel yeah yeah I, I i grew up listening to billy joel i i'm not a huge fan but you know it's he's one of the first artists that i that i got into you know in my formative years um and i you know even then i don't know much about his his history so uh even even the whole thing about you know his work being like a, a pastiche like that like that you know i never really thought about it that way um Mm -hmm. and yeah of course his like his his upbringing things like that always kind of knew it was, it was you know uh, a bit tough but um yeah super interesting i, I was not expecting joel Hole. i i guess from the beatles you know uh podcast um with eric and tortopola you know that was a very different uh kind of structure and i, I mean mm -hmm. maybe i was kind of expecting that i didn't i didn't, I didn't even know who was going to be on this i knew it was going to be tim uh, yeah. And of course, Pop Vic being a Billy Joel fan, I didn't know it was just going to be that. I didn't know it was going to be the three of them. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a surprise too, and an enjoyable one. Um, but yeah, I, I, Vic, like, he's so super endearing. I, I don't want him to change. I, I think you're right. I think 
there is part of that. He's still maybe a bit, you know, a bit shocked or surprised that, that he's even here. Um, but I, I love that about him. He's, you know, his, um, his love for, uh, you know, the arts, it's, it's super transparent um, and it, it rubs off. And, you know, I, I love hearing how passionate he is about, about all this stuff. You can, you can really tell. So, yeah, I loved it. Looking forward to the series for sure. Yeah, um, they said that they said they were recording another episode right after yep. the after hours the other day, so we should get one soon. And they said Chris Robison edited and did the visuals and did the cuts and stuff for that, which is nice. Um, he's a guy that like you know I've I've talked to about maybe being on this show, and I, I feel bad to kind of flaked on him a little bit. I was working on him with a little project and. You know, I was talking to him about he was going to do some some audio post stuff for me, and just that project kind of got away from me. I started like fucking three other projects. So, yeah, Chris, if you're listening, uh, I I'm sorry, but we love you, and I would like to get you on. And I do think that like Tucci and you know all of us boys would be like a good little crew of ourselves because he's a talented you know uh, editor. Obviously, you can tell and. Um, uh, so it was nice of him to have put that uh, together because it was a very enjoyable watch because it was not too much stuff. You know what I mean? It was just like just enough to keep it going. You know? Do you do you know if he was involved in the new Office Hours intro video package? Uh, I don't know, but we're about to get to that. So okay. let's just get let's okay. just get to that now. So let's do it. Moving on to Office Hours. Um, from 624, which I guess was yesterday. Um, my days, I'm, I'm a mess over here. But <clears throat> yeah, we started off. First thing I noted was new intro video, which, uh, you know, it was almost too good. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It was like, it was like too, I don't know. I liked it, but it was like, I need to like see it again. I only watched it the one time, but I was like, it like had it was like to what it should be rather than something like absurd and different than you know it was it would be like if they felt like if they'd like maybe hired somebody to do the intro that didn't have their exact style or something rather than like the silliness that usually but there was enough of that silliness so uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he if he was involved in that um but yeah it was nice i mean it was a lot really of after well effects and a lot of uh stuff but yeah maybe didn't felt something about it felt a little strange you know and i, I will probably take some getting used to it. it was like a little too cleaned up or something you know well said though it, 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 you summed it up perfectly it was a little bit too much you know uh as to what it should be you know it was it was uh -huh. too too on the nose right it seemed like maybe somebody who's not familiar as familiar with with the world uh kind of built that out but uh, yeah, i'd love to know who did it because visually speaking it was great um yeah looks really nice uh someone whoever created that definitely knows what they're doing does that uh probably professionally um but it, it was that you know part of me i like though i like seeing production value increase in the show yeah um and that you know the, you know there's an there's a certain you know there, there's a signal of like an investment you know uh from the boys and from the crew um so that makes me happy seeing things like this um yeah, yeah and i think that so to, to piggyback on that thought i think that like it felt so good to, <laughs> it's funny that you just, you don't have that 
you don't have Tim and the boys together in the same room for, what is it, just three weeks in a row, so it was like about a month. And you just get this nice, warm feeling when the boys were back together. And it was like, you know, similar to like just not seeing a friend for a while and then him be, you know, that then seeing him again and like, oh, he was on vacation. Like, how was your trip? Like, you do just want to kind of like catch up and ask him about how his trip was and you know, interested to hear the stories. And, you know, he, they definitely just were blasting the fucking drops and just going absolutely ape shit. And you could tell just everybody was happy to have everybody back and be like back into that zone where it's this no holds barred, just insanity that we're used to. Um, and when you get away from that for a few weeks, you almost forget what it's like. And then this comes back and you're like, Oh yeah, this is what I like. I like this insanity. Um, so yeah, the beginning was just a nice, joyful reunion you know even though it's only been a couple weeks it, it was nice so it's it's good that and, I, and like I, like i said piggybacking off of what you're saying is that i do think those guys feel that too like it, it shows that they they love this show and they it's important to them and they invest energy and time and, and care and you can tell tim you know couldn't wait to be back and mixing it up and getting into it again you can tell that's become an important part of their thing which makes me happy because it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere it seems like it's only going to grow it seems like we got years of this ahead of us i would imagine so i sure hope so yeah that's exciting and just that's just kind of a reminder when when something like this goes down and he, he goes away and it shows that like they're going to be able to pivot like because tim's career is this is going to continue to happen and guys are going to have to go do stuff and <clears throat> the fact that they have a couple plans in place and said okay we got neil hamburger he's kind of in this crew we got you know, John Glazer, like they were able to fill in and fill those holes and do interesting things. Um, so that's cool that they was just like, we're going to keep giving you content. We didn't take a week off. We, we kept doing it. So that, that shows a, a real commitment, which makes me happy. Um, yeah. Even if Matt, you know, needs to, uh, you know, vacation, take some time off. I, I loved Eric Contorticola producing. I think he produced a couple, couple shows. Uh, I'm not sure if they were the main podcast, but maybe it was a game night or something. But I love the way he produced uh, the show. It's a little bit different than Matt does. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. They're set. They're set up to kind of to adapt and, and you know change things around uh, as as people kind of get back to to other parts of their lives. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was. It's very cozy to be back with the boys. It was a nice. It's nice it's that class. It's that classic. You don't. You know. You kind of need a little separation to know how much you love something. It's that old chestnut you know like yeah like dating like date, like trying to you know I, i'm a big advocate of this it's not that easy for me to find this but i'm trying to find my a partner for me in life that is down with a very like sparse seeing each other style relationship I just, Ooh, here we go I just, I just like that personally for me um oh nice let's so, get into this or what we're we we're not getting into that no. um but hanging with a new crew, this is the first thing I noted. Tim's talking about hanging with a new crew. He's in Italy. He's shooting a movie. And um, again, I could really relate to this. I was just with a crew of guys shooting this travel show in Sicily. And and I was with guys that, you know, I've, you know, I've met and, and, and worked with before, but I haven't seen them in a couple of years now. And, you know, it's great to just and then there's new people. Obviously, I was meeting tons of people every day and like um his kind of like telling people about 
his stuff and things, you know, was made me laugh a lot because it started off as like, oh, yeah, I'm telling these people about how to make a piss record. And and then I had this thing called The Trial. And then um, but then he quickly was, you know, pointed out that, like, yeah, I'm just the only asshole there that's going to talk about the things that I do, like rather than all these famous actors <laughs> and actresses that I'm hanging. They're not what are they going to do? Start listing off and putting on clips of their movies that they're in. You know, like right. it's so Tim to to do that. And then point that out and like, know that that's him, you know, like just all that self referential kind of stuff is just very entertaining. And so exactly Tim Heidecker and like, you know, and he knows it, you know, and he just like knows who he is and he knows what exactly. And we all get it. And it's, you know, I thought that was lovely. Um, I thought it would be, you know, totally fascinating to think of this, little group of actors and actresses on like an indie movie in Italy, screwing around, going out and like getting high and hanging out. And, you know, like it's just very much, I was just coming from like a similar sort of experience where you're having these beautiful, you're when you're so far away from your own life that you're like, you know, like you can just really enjoy life a little bit. You can really just like kind of look at the bigger picture a little bit. And like, it feels really good to get away from that for a little while. And then, then it does feel good to come back too and be like, okay, I'm going back to work. I'm going back to my normal life. But like, it has this dreamy quality to it that I, this is why I continue to kind of push making projects and doing these things, no matter what it means, you know, to the rest of the world or anything, I'm going to keep trying. And like, it's because of those kind of experiences. It's not I think Tim would probably agree. It's not the movie that's going to come out. That's going to be the memorable thing in his life. It's going to be the month he had in Italy with this group of people that he met, that he ended up falling in love with all these people. And, you know, like, you know, as, you know, obviously as, as like a group of close friends and, and that's just like an incredibly rewarding thing uh, that I just, I don't know. I guess I just try to like preach this to people. If there's any sort of creative people listening to this, get yourselves involved in like a project and go out and like do something and just put yourself into like a completely crazy environment and, and like get together with some people that you like or some people that you don't know and that seem like you might like, and then you'll probably find like a really magical experience. Um, so yeah. I was very like, uh, you know, I was very, it was just very nice to hear that he was having similar experiences like that. Cause it's kind of cornball to talk about that. And I like that Tim just doesn't care and is just like, this is what it's like. So, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, even just, just traveling, traveling adds perspective, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just as much about, you know, going to these new places, whether, you know, it's domestically or, or you know, internationally. Um, and then it, it's, it's just as much about that as it is kind of coming back, you know, having like a different, looking at your, your life or wherever mm -hmm. you're living at, through a different lens, you know, um, I think that's really important. So if you, yeah, you get the opportunity to, to put yourself in a, in a you know, weird creative position or, you know, or a weird mm. project, say yes to a lot of things and travel if you can, for sure. Yeah. Um, next thing I noted was um, a guy called one of the first callers, I think called and talked about slice and was talking about office hours East. Uh, Tim, Press Tim said that hurt. he, Tim said that he thought that he pitched it. And Matt was like, eh, I don't know. I think it was John Glazer. I thought that was funny that that's just, you know, that's just typical, uh, you know, Tim, just like, I'm pretty sure I came up with that. Uh, having to tell the world that. Um, 
because as we know, that was one of the stronger parts of that. Um, and then this, this conversation with this guy on the phone kind of went on a while and the guy started talking about like sleeping and dreams and Tim just, you know, just cut it at some point and was like, you know, quickly was like, this is what I get when I come back, you know, like this, I get sleep and fucking dream, you know, just this, this shit, you know, like, why do I even do this? You know, he, he went off on this rant that was beautiful and perfect and like very early in the show and just like, I don't know, just confidently funny in the way that things are that you just, you missed, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I think I always like when Tim kind of goes off on those sort of like he's being you know you know there's a you know there's a little bit of that that's true you know there's a tiny tiny little pebble in there that is honest yeah <laughs> it, like it it hurts a little bit you know and that's what makes it right and he's like ah, i'm just kidding but you know that there is a little bit of him that he that is like questioning like is this what i like you know which makes it which makes it special um it's you know at the same time obviously he's not being serious but it's that sliver of like is he being serious that makes it uh you know cut a little more deep and it's like if you're the right if you're the wrong type of person on the other end of that call you might be very hurt or something you know it it Um, was it was the perfect first call you know this this guy had a little bit a little bit too much energy you know i don't know he Uh -uh. he was was bringing a lot and then to talk about something you know as as mundane as sleep uh, I thought it was it was just a wide open for Tim to to kind of get right back in. Well, he it. brought up he brought up Vic's sleep uh, yeah, playlist or whatever. And again, if you bring up like too early in the show to be talking about Vic's sleep playlist, like, <laughs> yeah. like get get out of here with that. So, uh, um, and then he you know quickly said you know we're you know we're starting off with some low quality guests and uh, you know like he was just like kind of just hard pretty. It was just like hard on things early, which I liked. Um, next thing I noted, which is another Italy thing, he talked about eating like a eating like a slob over there and never feeling sick. And uh, I'll say that I just went through a similar experience. I was literally like hosting, co-hosting a travel show where the point of the show was to go and eat fucking everything: cannoli, gelato, pasta, pizza, everything you could think of, like all day long and I never felt sick. I never felt bloated or weird, never got the shits, never had any issues. And, um, you know, I, I do just think that, you know, they have standards over there that are different than we have. And um, that's a whole other conversation, but uh, it's nice that you can go kind of go on what you're thinking is like some sort of terrible bender where you're just like, internally you're thinking oh my god i'm eating all this bad food and all this rich stuff and sweet stuff and carbs and all this stuff and then you're like it didn't affect me at all like i'm fine like i didn't you know i didn't gain weight you know it was just totally good so um next thing i noted was uh tim tim just dropped in like i'm gonna go take a shit uh (laughs) was there sincerity in that you think that was a little bit sincere (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) i don't think he i don't think he's capable of of filtering his honesty i think yeah i'm pretty sure he has to take take a shit shit. he has to take a shit he says i have to take a shit i'm gonna go take a shit (laughs) you know what i think it is it's probably like 
the littlest like rumble in the tummy, you know, like will trigger him to say, I'm going to take a shit. Like yeah. it's probably somewhere in his body where there's maybe it's not an, ur an urgent shit situation, but there's probably just that little feeling that you have uh, that he brought up. And then that lit led to some, some discussion about posting shit online. Um, and it went, they went into a bit about, he couldn't believe that Trump didn't, do that you know like didn't you know didn't do that while he was in office and kind of you know sort of they went through a whole bit about that and um strangely the shit posting thing was i want to say something they talked to talked about on one of the most more recent pound casts um with this guy, Bert Rodriguez. We'll talk a little bit about the podcast at the end here, but, um, so I, and I found it, you know, Doug didn't bring that up, but they just went on that. Um, that was funny. Joel whole talk. This is where Tim <laughs> ripped Vic a bit here. And, uh, we've discussed our thoughts on the Joel hole, the thoughts on Tim ripping Vic about reading and, you know, Tim, Tim's like, I think, I don't know if he's really checking comments, but he's like, Oh, a lot of people are, you know, ripping you about this. And it's just like, that's like extra kind of mean to say, you know, which is funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and you can tell that Vic is like, his feelings are hurt a little bit. I mean, they are, um, because Tim says it in such a way, again, we're talking about this again, where his brutal honesty he has, he has created a version of himself where he can say whatever the fuck he wants and you'll never really know the full sincerity of it. But I yeah. think most of the time it's pretty sincere and I think Vic knows that too, which is probably why Vic is like, you know, a little bit devastated that he's hearing this. Um, especially coming from Tim when you're talking about reading, Tim's a nightmare at reading. He's 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 flubbing left and right. He's but somehow he turns that into humorous like way, you know, like he can spin that. Again, he can do anything. He can spin that into comedy somehow and make it part of his bit, you know, where it's like, yeah. no, I don't really read shitty. That's just a joke when I read shitty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, even though I do think he he does read shitty, but he does. So that was that was funny. Um did you think he was too hard on Vic? Did you feel bad for Vic in that moment? Yeah, I always feel bad for Vic. He's, <laughs> he's a sweet boy, you know. I I, I relate to him. I, I'm sense. I'm a sensitive guy. I think Vic is too, you know. And um, but yeah, no. But but it, it it's I, you know it's it's funny, and I think it's it it works. And you know, Tim's never going to stop, and I'm thankful for that. You know, I. Mm -hmm. uh, you're on the show. You're there. You're there to get ribbed every now and then. Uh, Vic can handle it. But yeah, I, I felt bad for the boy. I love Vic. <clears throat> it was brought up many more times throughout the show. Uh, Tim felt bad about it later. On. You know, like he kept bringing it up. Um, and it's again, he he puts he buries himself in these holes and then digs his way out so many times. Um, and this was just another version of that. Um, City well, yeah. of city of the dead was that Patooch? yeah i was gonna say like yeah we, we are talking about just like you know the intro to the joel hole podcast here it's like you know it's the, the it's not like the, yeah uh, <laughs> you know well i wait but i th i mean vic did read the whole joel hole episode i think he, he was reading he did have a script and was kind of going off a script and he did um maybe people online were saying something about that but 
like I said, I, I didn't mind it. I don't need everything to be a fucking improv, absurd comedy thing all the time. I can handle a different thing from these guys. Yeah, what do you I want to pretty much memorize yeah. all this stuff? Like, no, exactly, good. exactly. Um, you know, is there a different way to do that where you just have like an outline with some notes and then you kind of fill it in maybe that's different than like literally reading word for word? I, I don't know. Some people, it's like, some people go up and they give the wedding speech and they pull out a, some people accept their award and they pull out a thing and read a thing. Other people don't. And they just, you know, Vic's a reader. He's a, he wants a script. He doesn't want to mess it up. He doesn't want to forget. And that's totally acceptable. Totally fine. And look, it was the first episode. We didn't even get to the music yet, you know? So like, like the yeah, show is yeah. going to evolve. It's going to change. It's not going to be, uh, I'm guessing it's not just going to be Vic reading the whole time. So, um, yeah, I loved it. I love, I love yeah. Vic's stuff. City of the Day brought to you by Sam and Dave's Salmon Egg Salmon A's. <laughs> uh, so this one, I kind of agree with Tim. It was just so kind of gross right off the top that it like I just, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It just wasn't. Um, I don't know. It, it was just, it was, it was strange. And coming, really? coming off Joel Hole, Sam and Dave, they, I think Sam and Dave was, a, was one of the thing. I don't know. It was Sam and Dave, one of the bands that Joel, Billy Joel was. Yes. Or was it Sam? Yeah. Okay. It, so it was, it was brought up in, yeah. In the Joel Hole podcast. Okay. So, which makes me think if I'm having, if I'm taking a guess here on who came up with, with Sam and Dave's salmon egg, salmon A's, I'm guessing it's a Vic and Doug combo doesn't sound like tim would have had anything to do with it because he did seem legitimately just kind of grossed out by the idea um but yeah this was like i said it's just a wordplay thing it's very like (laughs) i thought the graphic was very well done um the little lower third and then the two guys that they picked i can't even remember the guy from law and order or something and the guy from uh something else that i don't i didn't note um, who was the, the other the, guy? The Arrhythmics? Are they bringing the Arrhythmics up at some point? I don't remember who the one guy was. There was a one guy, and then there was the guy from Law & Order. But it was some deep cuts. It was a very deep, strange, very deep, strange one. Um, but it made me laugh. What do you think Salmon is? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just funny to hear you read it. Salmon uh-huh. Dave, salmon eggs, salmon It's funny to read it. It's funny to read, like, see that I wrote that. Uh, yeah. Salmon Dave, salmon eggs, salmon eggs. It's like, um, okay, yeah. yeah, the graphic, funny, dis- oh, yeah, disgusting. It looks like bubble tea, you know, the little eggs in there. It's gross. Um, I thought, it, you know, I, it's, it's, for a sponsor, I thought it was kind of run of the mill standard, you know, the wordplay is funny. Um, yeah. But not a home run, but you know, not a, not a home run. Maybe a ground rule double. And it hurts to say because I'm pretty sure this was a a Vic Burger joint, um, like you said. You, you think it was a full Vic production? I think you know. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> pick the same as you. So I'll, I'll go full Vic here. Um, okay. Again, my approach to it's probably a bit. I, I probably think about it too much, but there, there's there's parts where. Uh, oh, Sam and Dave, for sure, is a very Vic thing. Um, and then, you know, there's, like, Vic had to correct Tim at some point. Um, uh-huh. Tim had to, like, ask Vic a couple questions about, like, during the read. Like, you know, did that thing, yeah, looking, yeah. reading into that stuff. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go full full Vic for Sam and Dave's 
at first I saw it and I was like, salmon, I was like, salmon mayonnaise doesn't sound that bad. That sounds like some sort of locks. Like that sounds like a flavor of mayonnaise that maybe wouldn't be terrible. But then the fact that it was salmon egg (laughs) just made it a little grosser or something. And then seeing the visual was like, ugh, it's just something kind of nasty about it. I don't know. But, um, one of the highlights of the show I thought came up next, which was Tim's impression of Marilyn Manson coming up with songs that are supposed to be scary. <laughs> this is the most absurd bit we've had in a while. Um, I don't know how they got there. I think somebody was on the call. So he just said, sweet dreams are made of these. Yeah, they were talking the Eurythmics or something. And, and then we got, we got Tim doing a bad impression of Marilyn Manson. He's like, I don't know what Marilyn Manson sounds like. And he just started doing a Dracula song and an Invisible Man song and just doubled and tripled down on this. Went to, did like a wolf man, (laughs) werewolf song. And, uh, you know, was, um, yeah, I don't know. This, this was class. This was, this one for me was very funny. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I laughed quite a bit at this. Um, yeah, the, the acapella drops always get me, and hearing Marilyn Manson's acapella drops was was great. Yeah, mixed uh, in there. Yeah, his yeah. his are his are outrageous too. They're yeah, it's so crazy. insane. So, like, there's like uh, so many effects going on. Oh my god, yeah, um, it's absurd. So it's very yeah. hard to imitate that, which is why Tim really was nowhere near it. He yeah, was just I, like yeah, I did. I had no idea what Tim what Tim was his approach to that. <laughs> that impression of the... His approach was completely absurd because it was like his idea that Marilyn Manson is just thinking of making scary, you know. And then he had then he did the whole bit with the manager being like, oh, maybe we should do like a cover song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, very funny. We had um, we had a little hothead hotline with a guy. They were talking about the Bristol stool rating or, or something, and some guy called in about that, which wasn't really worth talking about. I hadn't Bristol heard of this. Stool, Bristol stool chart. Bristol stool chart. I had not heard of this personally, um, Great. so I don't really care. Yeah, look it up. Okay. We had Dan Carlin hardcore history talk uh bringing things down i liked i liked doug's uh enthusiasm to bring things down like yeah let's bring it down bring it down baby um so that that brought it down um horrible horrible Mm. story Uh, and then uh then we had renee fabergé which Okay, well, I think you have something to say about this. I, I, I don't know. This is like this is right at that edge of like. It's so obnoxious that I'm not like I, I'm just not fully on board with this being like hilarious. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. They've done it before, I think, right? Or did, yes, or, or did Brendan Walsh just do? I think Brendan Walsh just did it without the Rene Fabergé. Uh, he like just was, he just did like a celebrity thing or he did the Mindy Kaling thing, the Instagram thing. So yeah, I, I think as it went along, I, I was a little more amused by it. Like it kind of settled, it settled in with me after a little bit, but like right off the bat, I was like, yikes. And I, I think 
you know, Tim's like lack of enthusiasm was like, wasn't helping things. You know, he was kind of just like, what, like, who are these, you know, the, Doug and Vic didn't really know enough about the celebrities. And then the flickering through the, the pictures was a nightmare to like huh. match so, up the stories, but that like kind of added to the funniness of it at some yes. point too. So it like, it kind of came around on itself, but so I, I had like a, a slope down and then back up. I had like a U-shaped feeling about this. Um, but yeah, tell me your thoughts on this one. I, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Brendan Walsh. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I love when he's on the show uh, because really the humor in a segment like this, uh, for me, is just like Tim putting up with Brendan Walsh's bits. Like to me, like that's uh -huh. weird. Like I love that. Um, you know, it kind of, it's kind of like there's a, you know, there's some type of deal where he just has to put up with all this shit, uh, from, from Brendan. Um, you know, and, and I think that's like, it's just really funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I that, yeah, I think the, the first appearance of this bit that, that, that Brendan did with Mindy Kaling was better. Uh, I kind of like the, the Mindy Kaling Instagram bit from a few months ago, whatever that was this one, not as much, but yeah, I, I, I welcome any character uh of brendan walsh on the show i think he i think he's really funny as a good guy so, I didn't, my I didn't notes would, my, my note would be tighten it up like pick a few like he just had fucking 20 stories and i don't know if that's part of it is like he's supposed to have so many stories and it's like okay that's enough of you let's that's, like let's move along with this but it was like this whole huge photoshop fucking powerpoint disaster um i think that's the bit i think that's the uh, bit. yeah 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 okay if that's the bit I don't know if it's working for me. Um, okay. Oh, I, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is though, just like a you know, a fan of Brendan back in the Bone Zone days, the Bone Zone podcast with Randy Lidke. So I've, I've been, you know, a, a fan of of him, you know, mm -hmm. for a while, and a supporter of his, you know, just as much as I was with, with Doug, you know. Copy podcast, that. So. Yeah. Um, I noted this Sopranos uh, movie story that Tim told. Uh, which was funny to just hear. It's not really worth repeating, but we've all been in that situation where we eat shit and say the wrong thing to the wrong person. It was nice. Again, it was just like, you know, I did want to hear, me personally wanted to hear stories about this film shoot. I, I am interested in that kind of side of things. I love hearing Tim's very honest personal experience of being on a movie set and kind of laying it out and talking about kind of what it's like and everything and hearing about fucking call times and just just the whole bullshit i'm i like hearing about it especially from him um one thing that made me really laugh was this tattoo guy came on and tim tim was like he like set up this thing about fucking getting a tattoo and like you know i'm not a tattoo guy well, I've, I've you know i finally come up with the perfect tattoo and it was like john stewart's face from the daily like what I don't even know. Like, is he coming up with that while he's saying this idea for the tattoo? Like, where and when does that happen in the brain? But that is, I don't I, know, that's borderline perfection for me as far as when it comes to, you know, just Tim's bullshit. Just like, you, you were all wondering what he's going to say. And he he even left it. He was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we want to know what it is. What What's it going to be? You know, what, what's the tattoo going to be? Yeah. It's and he not, very, very earnestly has this ridiculous idea of getting john stewart's face on his inner thigh which is uh 
I don't know, just absurd and, and funny. Um, something, something about that was really familiar to me. Uh, I feel like maybe he brought something like I think he brought that brought that up before. Uh, I, I think maybe was... they've talked about this insane idea of people getting tattoos of like their heroes or people like on their body that's just like a person or a you know like I'm gonna get a tattoo of Tim Heidecker on my ass like it's just like a crazy thing to sort of think about. So maybe that's I think maybe they've talked about that kind of thing before, but it is I just thought it was funnier that they kind of ripped on the daily like just like tim talking about how much he loves the daily show and that just made me laugh because oh, yeah. i'm i'm personally was never uh i'm personally kind of a hater of that sort of uh comedy personally yeah um, me, too, me too and they played the, i'm they not played, a, playing the theme song was good loved it yeah 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 which leads us to cuckoo kangaroo um okay i wrote Okay, that's what I wrote for this. Uh, I'll say, nice boys. Um, if you're coming on and doing a performance, you have to have your audio figured out. You can't just do it live and do a computer monitor. Um, I've done some of this kind of stuff. I've done some live streaming with some of the bands I work with, and you need to do a little work. Like, you need to figure out some things so that it sounds listen toable. Okay? Because if it sounds like you're just screaming into a Zoom fucking computer or something, it's it hurts. It, it really hurts. So this hurt. This was like real pain. Um, and I, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think that it was. I, I think it was very very hard for Tim to hold back any kind of like, you know, he was like, oh, nice job. Like you know, it's just like. I was waiting for him to be like, what the fuck did we just listen to? Like this song that went on for an hour that I don't even know where to begin. It just wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't great, but I do like, you know, they're a, they're a kid's group and, you know, uh, and it seemed like they were really doing like a hacky kind of ripoff job of a, an old Tim and Eric thing or something with the shaking of the butts. And like, it was just very like, like a not great version of some old bit or something you know what i mean it was just like uh just it just hurt um it sounded like shit <laughs> it so it was just it hurt it did uh, i usually do not feel that kind of pain watching office hours i felt some pain but they were a nice guy i think afterwards the conversation was nice and they were funny guys and they again were very sarcastic and self-deprecating and talking about the kids yawning at their concerts and stuff did make me smile i, I thought that they were they were nice boys and had a funny insight and tim's insight on being like oh you guys are like kid performers that's like a fucking great idea great gig you get to play the matinee show 35 minutes set you know and then you're you're off meeting friends and tim's always just comparing it to like you know going on the road and and, and doing a tour and how you don't really get to you know like doing a show at night kind of sucks like it just eats up all your you know you don't really get to do anything you go to the town you take a nap you do the show you leave and um, it would be better if you did an early show. So that's my thoughts on Cuckoo Kangaroo. Any thoughts, Tooch? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they tore quite a bit. I'm actually surprised that they didn't have like a, a setup, you know, for over the uh -huh. past year. If they're doing any virtual performances or anything, it's uh -huh. figured, figured they would because they're not they're not like a little small group. They, they do a good amount of work. Um, yeah. You'd yeah. heard of them? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Vic's brought them up before. Yeah, that's all. Um, I, I just heard just through office hours. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you're gonna put on kids' music, 
it's some of the better kids music out there i think uh yeah they seem like nice guys did have a, did have a comment on their logo though the the coup logo the, the weight the weight of the k doesn't really match the weight you? you know heavy doesn't match the weight of the o's you gotta well, there's didn't... two coups it's a heavy coup yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they just just talking about the hat logo specifically. Um, yeah, it needs needs a little bit of adjustment. So they they um, paint themselves in a corner with like a, you know, they can't they can't go KKK. Obviously, yeah. uh, can't do that. Um, coup coup works. Just gotta fix fix that K. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or increase the weight of the O's. But that's just a little little design talk for me. Okay. Um, since they were Very wearing good. the hats and everything. So. Mm -hmm. Um. It. After hours, uh, somebody called and said they wanted Doug to continue his workout videos or do some more, um, which reminds me to remind everybody the project me and Mike Tucci are working on, Jam Band Workout. If you have any interest in getting in shape and having fun and checking out a weird thing that I do, that I've kind of been on a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, I've, I've had a girl helping out with that project it's fun. Maybe you, maybe you'd like to, to watch that. I, I have lost a lot of weight. I've been stayed very fit, and um, it's all from this little workout thing. And sometimes, like this guy calling up said, like doesn't even you know you kind of just want to like just want like a new one. So we, I have a bunch of YouTube videos. If you want to hear me bullshit about jam bands and your body and and some other weird stuff, um, you can check out Jam Band Workout. You can find that wherever. If you type in Jam Band Workout, it'll pop right up and Tooch did all the logos and stuff and we need to get to work on some new stuff with that we can talk about that again soon uh that was just an opportunity to plug i an irish guy called they had a big long talk about van morrison and listened to his thing which you know i don't really think warrants a big discussion um the keanu quiz was uh not a great quiz but sort of an irritating call that i kind of liked I, I don't know why it was just like kids yelling and just sort of insane <laughs> but like a kid with his eye that got bitten by a bug I, there was something about it that i liked i, I just liked yeah, this like brutal look into this family's life for a minute it was just like this like what are you doing on office hours after hours zoom right now like it seems like you have more things going on in your life but um bigger fish to fry uh, but i like that brutal look it yeah. was wasn't it it was quite quite yeah. the honest yeah. honest look at this family yeah um we had the it's a funny thing um i'm so tim brought up this thing about this witch laugh thing that he would do with his friends and um it's funny that he says that because i I didn't. Me and a friend of mine on our shoot, um, a couple. We, we've been working on this film for some years now. But one day we started laughing about the Star Wars character who's Jabba the Hutt's little side guy, and his name's Salacious Crumb. We looked it up because we like, and he does this laugh, and it's like, <laughs> like it's like this. It's kind of like a witch laugh, but it's really high pitched. And are you familiar with what I'm talking about right now? I'm familiar with Salacious Crumb. I'm gonna listen to the laugh now. You are familiar with Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Salacious B Crumb. So 
if you listen to this laugh, um, it's incredible and it's really high pitched and it's hard to hit that note and you really have to like get into it to do it. And so when he's talking about this witch laugh and how him and uh, Fred Emerson used to do the witch laugh, it just, again, just was like, so like me and my buddy did this fucking salacious crumb laugh for fucking months where it was just like, you know, it's almost like you use it when something's not really that funny, but you want to just kind of play along with, you know, like if somebody says it was just an opportunity to, to get a laugh whenever you want, you just do the salacious crumb laugh whenever you want. And he also has some other little noises and stuff that we started doing. So that made me laugh. Check out the salacious crumb laugh. Shout out to my buddy, Matt Wayne, who, uh, uh, we, we did some salacious crumb, hilarious stuff. Uh, but yeah, this led to a little story about tarot cards and Aubrey Plaza doing tarot cards. Again, I'm just fascinated with that little scene, like Aubrey Plaza's rules and her hanging out with Tim, like getting high in Italy, playing with tarot cards just seems like such a fun little moment slice of life between these you know, interesting, funny people. Um, the actual co- coincidental kind of story, I, you know, wasn't that, uh, you know, blown away by, but sure, pretty, pretty fun. You know, w- worth a mention just to hear that he was hanging out with this this crew again. Uh, they did it. They, Tim talked about this show Hunter, never had heard of it. And then they took a while searching for the clip that Tim was talking about which was funny to see multiple guys scrimming through YouTube clips, trying to find it. And, um, slow motion guy jumping out a glass, you know, a glass door. Very funny, worth it. And we had a extended drop concert as always these days. There was also a really long drop concert after the second Neil Hamburger episode, which was great. This one was great. I, I love the incorporation of whoever's mixing it. I think it's maybe Wes, whoever's doing the mixing where they're kind of doing the half mixing of people acting out some of the drops and like getting real involved uh, is very entertaining and it's not too much. You know what I mean? It's just like just a little bit sprinkled in very tasteful and uh, we love the drop concerts. Um, any after hours notes, anything you want to bring up there, Chooch? No after hours notes. Um, there was that brief mention, and sorry, I don't want to take it back to the main show. But there's that that brief conversation about Stephen Crowder, Sam Cedar. H3. Oh, oh, I forgot the debate thing. Yeah, you um, know what? I was doing laundry right at that time, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know about that nonsense. Like I saw a little something about it online, but I didn't click in. I've been so out of the loop. But obviously, the, like. Doug and Tim's debate thing and them having a real lot of fun with Tim saying, I can do this all day long. This maybe that's fun for them to do. Not terribly fun to listen to personally. Like, you know, I think they were getting more of a kick out of it than I was. Um, yeah. I, they, I, I think it's very easy to imitate that thing. I don't think that takes a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, not I mean, the, very. The imitating that was, you know, it, it's fine. It just that, that the, the, the debate or the thing that they were talking about was, was interesting. I, I completely agree with Tim. It was very weird. Um, mm-hmm. that whole thing, that whole, like, you know, like that own, like owned culture, you know, and just, uh, it, it was gross. Um, and I, yeah. and I, I love Sam, I like Sam Cedar a lot. 
I, I watch him. I did leading up to this past election, but um, yeah, no, I, I, and it was, it was weird. It, it, it felt very sophomoric, the whole thing. And, and yeah, I, I just don't like, I don't get into that stuff. So um, I'm glad they brought that up. Uh, yeah, this, I just had a conversation with a friend about this. Oh God, you even hate to say this cancel culture and this beef and this like attention to argument and also just, you know, calling people out for stuff and all, all this bullshit that happens online now is, uh, it's just so ugly and it's just so, it's just so transparent, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like clickbait fucking garbage bullshit and, um, I just hate that that's like where we've like led to human existence right now is that everything is just revolves around people on their phones clicking things and like you got to get the clicks so you got to say the stuff and you got to raise hell and you got to bust people and you got to look through people's old tweets and find stupid shit they said and so they can maybe get in trouble and it, it's Sucks. very very bothersome and there's just it's just like it's so nice to be away from that and tim was saying like he'd, he'd been out of the loop i've been totally out of the loop it feels so good to be out of the loop because you don't need to be in the loop it just doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't don't. matter. There's no, there's no, re- there's no reason to engage with that kind of thing. I'm going to move to Sicily. Like it's, it's almost confirmed now. And I'm going to start a whole new fucking enterprise over there and just be completely removed from this ridiculousness that happens over here. Um, and I'm in London, so there's ridiculousness here, but they have yeah. some nice, um, if you want to play the game where you pull a record, We'll pull a book. This guy's got Winston Churchill, like early editions of the Second World War here. And I just opened one up the other day and uh, not records, but books. And we stay in homes here. I'm, I'm in Wimbledon and we stay in homes and they just Wimbledon's like a very ritzy area in London. Yeah. They tend to be like wealthy people's like cottage kind of apartment or whatever the fuck it is like right next to the tennis grounds that they rent out to espn so uh i pulled that down i had a nice time reading i just opened up to any page and was like a letter from winston churchill to this other person talking about some shit and like it's strange we know so much about world war ii now that you could kind of like just understand it right away you know exactly what they're talking about so that's my little record game i'll pull do you have to run tucci I have a few more minutes. That's right. That's the a few speed. more minutes. Yeah. Well, I did want to do a little pound talk. Um, we had discussed before you, I think that you've listened to some poundcasts that I haven't heard. And I've listened to some that you haven't heard potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm a couple behind, unfortunately, again, take, just take, what was the break. last, what was the last episode you'd heard of the poundcast? Man, I don't know. I don't know if it was, uh, a Doug and Brent episode. Maybe it was three ago. It's, it's been a, been a little while. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm going to talk about the, the Burt Rodriguez briefly and the aggressive ads with Vic Berger spoiler for you Tucci a little bit, but so Burt Rodriguez was this guy, um, that I have mixed feelings about this guy um i thought the i thought the the episode was interesting and i liked them talking about the things they talk about um uh you know doug questioned a lot whether what they were talking about was boring or not and i didn't really ever think it was boring um i was in i think i was yeah i was i was traveling in an airport so it was 
wasn't taking notes or anything, but I don't know, there's something about this guy, Bert Rodriguez. When, when somebody like is telling you that they're like this, I'm, I'm just like a crazy artist. I'm just crazy. I do absurd stuff. Like that's just me. I just do it. You know, like it kind of takes away from just being that guy, you know what I mean? And just like doing the stuff when you, ha when you have to like repeat and like let people know that you're this crazy artist guy, which was a little bit painful for me. Although I did find their, their talk about art to be genuinely interesting. Um, I don't know if you know about this guy, he, he's been on the podcast before, yeah, um, I but he was, you know, he's got an only fans, he's selling his tweets as NFTs and he's like, you know, a little bit of a self-proclaimed, you know, I'm looking him up and I'm like, okay, there's not really much, you know, it's not like this guy's blowing up the scene or anything, but he's kind of just tooting his own horn. And I appreciate that aspect of it. The fact that he's just like manifesting, this is something that I've been doing in my own life, not saying that I'm an amazing artist, but just talking about projects and things in a way where like they just start to happen if you just keep <laughs> talking about them but not, not things about me personally. Whereas this guy, I think he's, he's talked his way into being this, uh, you know, absurd, crazy art guy that has the crazy outlook on art and that everything's art and, and all this kind of business, which was a little obnoxious to me. Uh, uh, you know, like, I just think that there's, I don't agree with some of that stuff. And I think that, uh, but it, it's fun to, he to hear a guy like that. I think he's a good guest for the pound cast because those guys um you know are open for those kind of fun discussions and they're open to hearing what this guy had does and you know i thought it was interesting he, he talked about doing meditation and some things like that that i thought just some of it some of, whenever he talked like kind of real about his his actual just things that he does and just some real talk i i liked it but whenever he was like i'm crazy i do this man like just sell your tweets man it's just like fucking you could sell your tweets as NFTs and it's like, fucking so get you'll get a thousand dollars, man. Like it's just do it. Everybody should be doing it. Like we're all our own artists. We're all our own museums. And it's like, okay, bro. So wasn't totally feeling that aggressive ads, which was the most recent episode with special guest, Vic Berger doing drops. You'll enjoy this one too, Chi. Vic Berger on the podcast doing drops. I think he might've been in Doug's house. I didn't watch it. I was listening to it. Um, and I have not listened to the whole thing, but the gist of this is very simple. Doug posted a thing on Instagram stories the other day, which was an old ad, like a Mercedes-Benz ad or something that said like, uh, God, what did it say? Like something like, it was something along the lines of second place is hopeless despair or like not having this car would be hopeless despair or something. It was just like a really kind of dark message for an ad, you know? So then the whole episode or as much as I've heard is Doug and Brent and Vic coming up with funny, aggressive ads. An example being Snickers. We don't look as much as shit, like a piece of shit as baby Ruth does. Um, <laughs> Uh, things like that, like Dr. Pepper is like, a, you know, or like Coca-Cola is like a dentist office with a guy with rotten teeth, you know, like, and the, the, the dentist, you know, saying like, keep drinking that Coca-Cola. Like it's, you know, it's working great for me rotting all these teeth. I like just really aggressive <laughs> ads like that. Uh, uh, another notable one was a Dr. Brent had a very simple, funny one, which was 
just a Dr. Pepper can coming out of somebody's ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they were just kind of, they just went real far with this idea of just like, if you just make the most absurd ad, like you're, it's going to get attention. People will be like, dude, did you see that Dr. Pepper thing with the can coming out of the guy's ass? Like, so that was kind of their, you know, they're, they're like always saying, oh no, hire us for this stuff. So very fun episode. I look forward to listening to more of it. Definitely just an episode where they're just going down they had an idea and just went down the hole with it. Just like, sure. and as you can imagine, it was very silly and, and pretty funny and I liked it and I will finish listening to it. Sorry, boys. I haven't had time. You know, there's got a lot of content, all you boys. Um, and I'm busy, but I enjoyed it. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, one thing, one thing just to note on that, the aggressive ads thing, they keep talking about this. And they never bring up the fact that like, they're always like, companies should do this. They should hire people for these like crazy ads. And I'm like, you know, your boys, Tim and Eric have been hired by Absolute Vodka and Purple Mattress and a couple of these brands to do just that, to be like, make some absurdly insane thing to try to get, you know, people talking about this thing by making some insane thing. Yeah. And maybe Tim and Eric took it to another level rather than just like doing a real simple silly ad like they were doing but i do think it was worth mentioning that they're like they're constantly saying this and i'm like you know your boys kind of are getting hired to do that sort of thing right now i think um and they have in the past where it's like give us some spice give us some insanity like give us some attention using your your crazy shit so do you need a production <sighs> studio for that type of thing or are they are they funding it like i'm assuming i guess the product, uh, the brand would be funding it. The brand would be funding what? I mean, like, so Tim and Eric, are they, are they doing it? Are they, are they creating that content at, at absolutely? Or are they, or? In um, no, I mean, have you never seen the absolute vodka or the purple I mattress? Have, stuff? I have, I have. Oh, I have. you have. Okay. I don't know exactly how it's going down, but okay. I know those are real. I've heard them talk about it where they've said, especially the absolute vodka one. They said, they came to them and said, here's a budget. You can do whatever you want. Okay. As long as you say these couple of lines and you show absolute vodka, that's why the, the, the videos are so weird where they're like saying like absolute on ice. Like they just keep saying the same kind of little lines, you know? Yeah. And, but they made basically an episode of, of awesome show, you know, like a skit from awesome show within that world that went on like way too long and was very fucking crazy, but those are really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then purple, I, I'd assume is the same. I don't know if they're doing them with absolutely or if they're hiring absolutely. I mean, I yeah, it looks. I mean, I, I'm sure same it helps thing. Have, yeah, they are same absolutely thing. So. right. They, same thing. I, I guess. I guess what I was saying is it, it probably helps to have a production studio that's like up and running and, and you know and they can handle this like that type of bandwidth for a project like that. Not that. Not that like Brent and Doug don't have access to that. But no, I don't think Doug and Brent are are honestly saying hit us up for ads. I think they're being totally joking about it but they just keep kind of saying this same kind of line of people don't do that enough people don't you know they don't take a chance like it would be a smart thing to just like hire you know somebody to to just make some crazy shit you know and 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 literally the only example that i can think of anybody doing that is the 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 few people that have hired tim and eric to do that And, and i think that has spawned other weird commercials Yes. Um, where you're seeing stuff that is a little more like, okay, we're doing this just for the attention and we're trying to do something absurd 
to get noticed that has really nothing to do with the product. And I think that approach has been taken, uh, you know, recently, whether it's been successful or not is up for debate. I always thought like the Doritos um, Super Bowl contest thing was, was sort of an interesting one. And there was a couple of funny, there was a couple of like interesting pieces that came from that where they just let people say, just fucking make a Doritos commercial, get crazy and do whatever you want, just put Doritos in it. And um, there were some, some strange commercials that came from there, but aggressive ads was a fun concept. I highly recommend going and listening to the Poundcast. Uh, if you're not, you should do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap us. Unless you got anything else to add to it. It was nice to, nice to be back. Nice to see you. Yeah. Nice to see you and talk to you too. I don't have anything else to, to add, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the boys are back. Uh, it feels good. It feels good. Pitchfork rating. I'm going to go for this last episode. For this last episode, yeah, I am going to go um, probably seven point one. Okay, I'm going to go seven point seven. Okay. I was going to say that before you said what you were going to say, and I thought when you were saying seven point, I was like, is he going to say the same thing as me? That would be very strange. Um, 7.7, I'm giving, I'm maybe giving it some extra points because it's not quite best new music, but it was definitely just great to, uh, just definitely great to be with the guys again. I was, I don't know. It's like comfort food to me now where I can just, I don't know. It's strange that I'm saying that because I, I do pay attention to it quite a bit, but it felt like it'd been a while and, I, and I've been off doing my own thing. So I've been kind of separated from this world. So to be back with the boys and back, I'm like staying in one place for more than one day and it was just like a nice settling in experience so i have to quarantine for five days here so i got nothing to fucking do i can only go to work and stay home so or stay at this house so it was like oh fucking goddamn office hours content i can fucking rip through this stuff it'd be great so great the sparks movie uh, my brother says i should go see it he loves sparks matt did not like the sparks movie um i guess it's directed by edgar right you saw it no 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 sorry i was gonna plug a movie i watched last night oh what'd you watch censor 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 a british uh horror film huh uh, directed by prano bailey bond prano bailey bond censor was it good um it's pretty good recommend it it's not great but um if you like um if you like horror uh it's kind of i hate to say this but i think the movie they said it the cell they've been advertising it like this themselves it is a love letter to horror movies and i usually hate that love letter terminology but it is um, okay yeah and it's 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 good it, it's it's a well-made um sensor recommended okay i watched a movie that came on the early 2000s called reign of fire uh recently um, which is about dragons that come on, that come to earth, like in the present day and destroy the earth. And then there's a few people left that have to fight the dragons, uh, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey and really strange and fun. Highly, it kind of went under the radar for me. I, you know, never heard of this movie, but I was listening to, I listened to a podcast called the pure cinema podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of this PCP, but that's a great podcast for movie guys. They're like these guys that know just the deepest cuts of strange movies, but they also pick ones like that that are just sort of like 
remember this movie rain of fire like give it another watch like it's pretty good and so I, I watched that and i watched excalibur from the 70s um there was like a fantasy episode they did that I, they did it months ago but i'm still catching up and excalibur what a fucking crazy movie that is you'd think it would be a straightforward kind of king arthur-y kind of thing but it is fucking nutty Max von Sydow plays Merlin, and it's just fucking a crazy, long, insane, epic, weird fucking movie. So Excalibur is great. Reign of Fire, very fun. And that's about all I got. I have a travel show that I just shot that's not going to be out probably till next year, but I'll be excited to tell you guys about it. Tucci, I'm gonna need some fucking GD oh. on this thing. Nice, yeah. I've, I've been been busy. A lot of projects coming my way, which is very nice. That's uh, a big, big change from where things were a year ago. You know, that's great um, to hear. Yeah, if if anyone's interested or wants to chat about design, Mike Tucci dot com. Uh, Hit up Tucci. He's my guy now. I mean, we're pals now, but I do think his design stuff is really good. It's really nice to work with him on projects. He's a He's a good chap. He's, he walks you through things. He has ideas. There's a reason behind what he says, and it's a very friendly experience. And uh, I look forward to, I think, all of my pro- – I think I'm going to Tucci for all of my projects, which I have many projects coming up mm. and currently happening, and I want Tucci to be on it. I think Tucci's an Italian boy. I think he might be able to sink his teeth into this, uh, this next one, which should be – a no brainer kind of move for this kind of travel show that I'll tell him about. And, uh, we'll all see it together soon. So hit up Mike Tucci, Mike Tucci.com. Check out my work. on lost violet films. You can find that shit on YouTube. You can find jam band workout shit on Instagram. Follow me that. That's where most of the stuff is. Uh, and tiger shrimp records, etc. There's other stuff too. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great uh, week. I guess there's a Monday episode next week. Not on. Not on. Um, Monday. So maybe we'll bang another one out next week. I don't know, Tucci, if you're around. I don't know if my. I think my brother's away for a while. Um, I think I don't think he gets back till mid or early July. So um, Tucci around. could be filling in if you want to. If you want to bang another one out, maybe we can. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if it's, it's worthy of a an episode or maybe we'll do a, another you know let a couple more rack up and do another episode i don't mind doing it this way but that's all for today everybody uh <clears throat> take care have a great rest of your days and lives and be safe be healthy um and uh take care of yourselves and your friends and try to enjoy the day bye